Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ. I'm Reva Christ, and we are on Season 2, Episode 5, The Immortal Life of Intelligence. When most people think of human psychology, they think of the human understanding of the mind according to the experts in the human field of human mind research. The experts that are defining the study of the mind are not looking anywhere but within the folds of the flesh brain and the emotions and feelings of human subjects and their responses inside controlled environments that have been carefully defined according to the opinions of other human experts higher up on the ladder of human science. Astral science knows the mind holds all recordings of human information, including the impulse wave of the human identity. So the astral scientist studies astral psychology according to a higher science than human science, is willing to venture into. The astral scientist knows that when dealing with the human mind, she is dealing with the human point of view and or the auto-response of human programming. The transcended mind of the astral scientist is able to think outside the human box that holds the human identity and human programming, and it analyzes deeply. The human species that is boxed in by human thinking that is limited to flesh understanding and human programmed beliefs and behaviors prefers not to think deeply because it doesn't know how. It believes in the programming that tells it to quote lighten up unquote quote don't make waves unquote quote just do it unquote and quote do as you're told unquote. Humans promote human programming through the media's propaganda that is available in television shows, movies, talk shows, newscasts, commercials, and songs. What is not promoted is non-human intelligence, because humans do not even know this exists. They are only aware of what comes out of the mouths of humans. But humans were not always here and humans did not create themselves. An entire world was created from living, non-human intelligence before man ever arrived on the scene. Today's youth only see the cities that man invented, but the entire earth was once covered by trees, grass, meadows, streams, rivers, brooks, glens, dales, mountains, and forests, valleys and desert with absolutely no buildings 
No roads, no signposts, no billboards, no telephone wires, no cellular towers, no power plants, no cars, trucks, vans or buses, no bridges or highways, and no pollution. The air, the water, and the land were clean, and the only noise came from the rustling of leaves in the wind, the howl of the wind in a storm, the crashing of thunder, the hoot of an owl, the buzzing of insects, the chirping of birds, the sounds of nature were the only sounds that were heard, and the only scents came from the flowers and the scent of the sun's warmth on a summer's day. Back then the planet was healthy, and so was the ozone layer, so the sun warmed the earth without the harmful radiation penetrating the protective ozone layer. All of this natural intelligence was alive and thriving before man's appearance on earth, and this is why it is said in Genesis that it was good. But I tell you, the author of the Bible was wrong, for it was not good. It was perfect. It was Eden. For I have lived in the filth and degradation of man's artificial wasteland that he calls life, and it is as far removed from the paradise of Eden as you can get. Man invents hell and calls it heaven, and his ideas are proof he is not psychologically sound. Man science would say man was psychologically sound because man pursues progress through poison. But this is also not sound thinking. So now man science is also not psychologically sound. There is no progress in poison. What does poison progress to? When something is poisoned, it dies. Death is not a progression. Death is an end. And because man does not see this, man doesn't realize this, this is another sign that his thinking is not psychologically sound. The higher ascended mind sees from a higher point of view, and the higher point of view comes from the deep thinking that man just cannot master, because he doesn't know how to think in the first place. Man only knows how to respond to the impulses in his body, and he only knows how to follow these impulses. His thoughts and his responses all stem from his guttural urges that bubble up from the bowels of his human mind's interpretation of his carnal impulses. Man is not an organic thinking machine. Man is an unbalanced impulse in an organic body, and man's unbalanced thinking stems from the false information he feeds himself. Man invents mental illness because he makes his mind ill with false information. And this false information begins with the information that he is human. And the false information continues with man's invented identity and his invented ideas about the classification of all other life forms and his opinions about the world he lives in and all other life forms. Man builds a snowball of information and from his information he invents hell and as he destroys every sign of natural intelligence so all that is seen is man's invented hell, and all of his progeny are raised in this hell, and they are programmed to believe that hell is good, and the hell makers are the superior species, holding the superior intellect in all worlds. The natural intelligent mind sees there is nothing superior in the mind that invents continuing methods of destruction. There is only natural intelligence in the creation of nature, and this is why the natural intelligent mind can see each time a natural creation dies, a new creation is born of natural intelligence. Natural intelligence progresses forward in creation. It does not progress. 
digress and plummet into the bowels of all phases of destruction? The human mind is in all phases of destruction, for it follows the programming of destructive beliefs and actions, and it serves these things willingly, while on guard against all higher intelligence that may enlighten the mind to the truth. The human mind chooses human oblivion and the human impulses of destruction that it has been programmed to follow. The transcended mind does not pursue human oblivion or the impulses of the human mind that chooses to poison and destroy, because the transcended mind sees this as insanity, chaos, mayhem, and madness. The transcended mind knows the human mind follows the impulses of destruction, and this mind is insane, and insanity only breeds chaos, mayhem, and madness. This is unbalanced, fragmented thinking that is also convoluted and deranged. It is sloppy, messy, untidy, unkept, filthy, and unclean. It is degenerative, perverse, foul, and offensive. The oblivion of unawareness is not peace. It is ignorance. And when you choose ignorance, you are dead. For a mind in ignorance is a mind with no light. And a mind without light has no life. You may interpret insanity, chaos, mayhem, and madness as life, but this is only the opinion that is born of a demented mind. The demented mind spirals downward. It is a dying mind in descent, broken, scrambled, and unraveling rapidly to meet the murky depths of postulant oblivion. Such a mind can only invent devils, demons, and monsters, and behave like all three. Such a mind can only invent aliens and then act as an alien in a natural world. Such a mind portrays every demented character from every horror film and science fiction film. Such a mind embodies the perversion that others warn their children about. The descending mind holds no balance to pick and choose where it will fall. It will fall straight down, and everything at the bottom of the postulant pit is everything that the descending mind is. While gravity keeps the human mind closed, the anti-gravity of the higher mind remains open. The higher mind seeks only the higher. But when the human identity chooses the higher, once the human identity breaks free, it can also travels the depths of the lower. I have been in the depths of the lower mind. It is a part of the evolution of the mind to know the depths as well as the heights. The depths of the human mind offer nothing but coarse, babbling sounds like angry bubbles and gastric juices. The minds that devolve to this level are not coherent anymore, and this incoherent babbling was once the hostile vocalizations of hate, divisive thinking, sadistic plans and intentions, and all the deranged desires of the human species to harm, oppress, enslave, torture, hunt, slaughter, kill, poison, and wage war. To know the full extent of human madness is fascinating. It would also be frightening, but as a master of transcendence, I'm outside the pustulant pit, looking in. I not only hear the babbling sounds, I see the distorted and twisted faces of the human spirits that carried these postulant thoughts. But I'm not trapped within the depravity or the violence and mayhem. I only observe through my senses, analyze through my intellect, and report as I have been trained to do so by ascended spirits. Enoch speaks to me. 
Your information is spot on, and you can tell them I said so. I lived close to 50,000 years ago. I know of what I speak. I lived the life of the barbarian, and I recall lifetimes even prior to that. I would have gone into the pit myself if I did not choose to save my mind. I chose to refine my thinking by refining my recorded information. Where most realize they are living in their recordings and become depressed and allow sleep to take them. I chose to study my recordings and learn from them. I also chose rebirth. This is why I have lived so many lifetimes. I was trying to improve the model. I did not improve the model. However, each time I returned to the afterlife, I returned more convicted than ever to understand the process. And with each life and afterlife experience, I learned more and more about the mind. I, who had once been a barbarian, evolved to be an armchair philosopher. And then I chose to stand outside the stream as you do and just observe. And this gave me greater insight. So I became a teacher. I do not speak because there is often no point in speaking. You carry the dissertation so eloquently, and I have grown weary of the minds that do not hold the power to comprehend the truth. But your dissertation on the pustulant pit is quite accurate, and all those who come and make fun will see for themselves when their turn comes, and they are there, bubbling and babbling in their incoherent ramblings with all other incoherent, ranting minds. There is nothing you can teach the dead, my dear, for there is no power of insight. Insight is the power by which the mind learns the truth. Intelligence knows itself, so when the natural intelligence in the mind hears intelligence, it shines to indicate that the light of the intelligent creator approves. But there is no light in a dying mind, so there is no comprehension. The mind sleeps through all intelligence. It only stirs to the cravings that call it to destroy and this is what causes it to babble in response. This is also the reason for the graveling sounds of the babble. The dying mind growls, you see, because the sounds of growling are the sounds of the gutter that is clogged with the filth of the postulant mind. It is no different than a dirty drain. Mother speaks next. In the real world, you may need a plunger to clear out your clogged drain, but in the afterworld, you only need the higher mind. As long as you are open to your higher mind, you will rise out of the postulant pit, and you will return to the higher astral world where you will be immediately cleansed. You will be free from all postulant thinking. Now that you know there is a higher, it is pointless to stay in the lower, and ludicrous to choose the lower as your home. Refining the mind is the only way to bring the mind back to original alpha health, the health your mind would have known, if you had never corrupted it in the first place with human information. You, as mortals, love to make up sayings, and one of your catchphrases is, life is what you make it. Well, so is hell. But the mind that is in poor health cannot tell the difference between health and illness, because when the mind is postulant, it believes postulance feels good. Postulance is all it knows. The higher mind knows the clean, pure, virtuous freedom of perfect thinking that is sane, so it realizes the postulant thinking is foul, but the postulant mind has never held an opposite thought to know the difference. Postulance is disease. It is literally fermenting bacteria that is highly infectious, highly contagious and life-threatening. It is threatening to health, and thoughts that are equal to this fermenting bacterium 
are threatening to mental health. The only way a mind can be saved is if that mind becomes aware of its higher mind before all human information starts postulating. If you are aware that your thoughts are unpleasant and offensive, then this is a sign that you still hold a higher mind and you are open to that higher mind. Now you must engage that higher mind in order to purge the lower mind's offensive thoughts. If you do not purge the lower, if you merely try to get by ignoring offensive thinking, you will take all your offensive thoughts with you and you will be as low as these thoughts and you will be as high as your highest thoughts and you will travel between the two spheres. The ideal situation is not to have an offensive sphere to travel in at all. In this way, your mind is restored to health, and there is no disabling condition that impairs the quality of your mental health. Of course, if you don't care about the quality of your mental health, then this is a moot point. When I was planning this episode, my intention was to present the thinking process I go through that inspires the subject matter. The first title I chose was The Science of Hell, because I know hell as something that is not religious at all. I know hell as the unbearable conditions that must be endured while in physical form on earth. These unbearable conditions are all the result of man's poisons and his poisonous thinking. The mind in the throes of transformation is also in hell through awareness of everything that is not equal to its highest impulse. The transformation stage I speak of is not a transcended stage. Transformation is something the lower mind goes through, not the higher. The human identity faces transformation when it decides to ascend. If it reaches the first plateau of ascension, which is empty peace, and it chooses to go no further, then the first plateau will be its highest destination. However, the ascended master that stops ascension at level one will still carry human information and choosing to ascend out of human information will only temporarily relieve him of human information. As long as he is in the gravity world living a flesh life, he will have to face human information. And once he is disembodied after death, he will also face human information because human information will be in his recordings. While I was traveling in an ascended state, I met a monk named Yoshimoto that lived in a monastery in Peru thousands of years ago. The monastery was invaded by marauders and he was killed. When I met him, he was in the tower of his monastery in meditation. I saw the view from his window and was captivated by it. He told me, the information that saves is the information that restores the mind to peace and balance. You must forgive your enemies. You must release attachment to old wounds and misgivings. You must release your hold on all possessive inclinations, including the possessive need to own your own perceptions of the violations you endured against your body and your soul. These things are like weights on the spirit. They are like boulders on the soul. They weigh you down and break your wings so you can no longer fly. You are a victim to your memories of your assailant, even though that assailant is no longer with you in flesh. As you record your assailant, so you are the victim 
of your memory of your assailant. It does not matter if that assailant actually took your life as the marauders took mine, or if that assailant was a cheating husband, or an unfaithful friend, or an ungrateful child. Whatever you cling to must be released. Understand the reason behind the clinging that you do, and you will understand yourself, for just as you think of yourself as a victim, so were you also an assailant. The same quality that drove the assailant to attack you is also in you. You are also an assailant. Perhaps you did not commit the same type of assault, but if you search your memory, you will find you are not blameless. Somewhere in you, you have also assaulted others. Each interprets only according to their own understanding. They do not use your understanding, so they may feel assaulted by you when you do not feel you are assaulting. The only way to disarm the thoughts that assail you is to disarm your own need to defend yourself. While you are on earth, you may feel that your mental defenses protect you. But while you are here in the afterworld, the very defenses you cling to will draw all sensations of assault to you as well. In order to experience the perfect and the sublime, you must embrace the perfect and the sublime totally and absolutely. There can be no human presence in the mind or human baggage. The mind that embraces the purity of the soul is the only presence the mind needs. There are those that teach that this is divinity, and this is well and good. There is another school of thought that says this is nirvana, and this is well and good. But truly, the best practice is purity. In purity, there is no one to cling, so there is no baggage. There is only the peace and stillness of purity, and you can live in the peace and stillness of purity for 10,000 years and more. I live in my memories of the glorious mountains of Peru. My mind is alive there, and it is filled with the peace and glory of all the life that lives in those mountains. I do not speak of the human life that invaded the mountains, for the invaders were not peaceful. To invade is not peaceful. I speak of the natural life that lives in those mountains. There is peace in natural life, for natural life carries no baggage. Walk in the forest, and you will not hear the forest complain, nor will you hear the forest bemoan its regrets. You will not hear the birds lamenting over losses. The flowers do not bemoan the absence of rain. All in the natural world live in peace and die in peace because they are at peace with what they are, and they accept they are nothing more. But man invents the idea that he is everything, yet he does not even perfect the one thing he truly is, a natural intelligent mind. He forsakes what is natural in order to invent what is false, and he stores up nothing but disturbance, hatred, and violence, so there is no peace in his mind. As he only amounts to the disturbance he causes, so he only has disturbance to offer the mind. Do not attach to this mind. Release it, and it will join all other disturbances that are equal to it. Find peace, and you will join again with your natural mind, and then you will never leave home again. The psychology of the mind should entail more than man's opinions about the mind. 
I formulated astral psychology based on the psychology that the spirits teach me. Astral psychology focuses on the programming of the mind. The thoughts of each individual must be analyzed. Where did the thought come from? What spurned it on or inspired it to grow? Did it come in response to something? What does the thought respond to? Is the thought based on a feeling or emotion? What feeling or emotion is the thought based on? And is that feeling or emotion the result of past programming? Just as the mind is programmed to think, so the mind is also programmed with emotions and feelings. If you were subjected to a parent's anger and harsh treatment, it is very likely this recording programmed you to be either outwardly harsh and angry, or it programmed you to hide an angry, harsh person inside you as your secret personality. This programming could also invent distrust, resentment, and a fear of authority. Knowing how the mind thinks leads to unraveling the mind, so the mind can be disengaged from all harmful programming that impedes the progressive evolution and advancement of the mind toward the heights of natural intelligence. You do not have to be a victim of your thinking. You can be a master thinker. In astral psychology, heaven is the state of the ascended master that knows the peace, stability, balance, serenity, and tranquility of the alpha mind that is empty of a human presence and human programming. There is no human identity. Hell is the state of the human mind that is full of unnatural information that does not conform to natural intelligence. This unnatural information includes the alien presence of a human identity and all of that identity's chaotic and conflicting cravings and its clinging to its ideas, opinions, plans, programming, and delusions that are recorded in sensations of loss, subjugation, persecution, limitation, deprivation, suffering, pain, anguish, anger, guilt, remorse, jealousy, envy, hate, resentment, rage, vanity, violence, lust, depravity, greed, and self-interest. The challenge for the astropsychologist is to bring all the corrupt human information to the surface to expose it for what it is, unbalanced, unorganized, false information that poses a danger to the health of the mind and the outer world that the body lives in. The higher mind holds the power of realization that can expose all of the false human identities, false information. The lower mind holds only the power to be programmed by false information because it is the false invention of the first piece of false information, the false human identity. Through the higher mind's realization and exposure of all false information, all false human programming unravels and the mind is liberated from the prison of unnatural thinking, which returns the mind to balance with natural intelligence and the higher alpha mind. Anyone that is opened to their higher mind is capable of purging their own false information merely by applying the higher mind's intellectual power to the study of all of the human information that they are not holding. By keeping a journal of your thoughts and referring to this journal daily, you will have a record of the information in your mind and the next step will be to analyze that information according to natural intelligence. The questions you ask yourself 
when analyzing your thoughts are, what is your highest potential? Does this thought serve your highest potential? Is there a higher potential you can reach? What does the highest potential look like to you? What do you see when you envision your highest potential? What do you hear when you listen to your highest potential? What do you feel when you think of your highest potential? What is your emotional experience when you think of your highest potential? Does this thought equal your highest potential? Why do you hold this thought? Where did this thought come from? Who is the mother and father of your thoughts? If you do not know the origins of your thoughts, why are you holding on to these thoughts? What causes your attachment to your thoughts? What does releasing attachment to your thoughts make you feel like? If the thought of releasing attachment to your thoughts makes you feel free, then you are already aware you need to be released and your mental evolution is already underway. The minimum benefit for the mind is to realize there is a higher potential to reach. The maximum benefit is realized when the mind reaches its highest potential. The awakened human identity, guided by the higher mind, will now possess the power to see the truth through natural intelligence and the higher intelligence of all possibilities at their highest potential. When the human identity is enlightened to the power of the highest intelligent potential truth, there is no remedy for all conditions of disease, poverty, suffering, oppression, divisive thinking, pollution, and war, except an immediate cessation of all human activity that causes these things. When the awakened mind sees the human mind is intent on continuing destruction, the awakened mind realizes the human mind is in descent. The descending mind dies, taking all other human minds with it that follow its destructive course. As the mind is the only true life, so the enlightened mind sees that the destructive mind is the end of our life. Life will end by human hands and the deranged will of dying human minds. This is the Armageddon that has been prophesied. It is not the war that claims all life on earth, but the human minds of war that will claim all life on earth. And these minds all hold the alien presence that calls itself human. The war won't be fought with just bombs, missiles, and chemical gas. This war will be fought with human toxic activity, human toxic thinking, human toxic pollution, human plagues born of human toxic pollution, divisive human thinking, and divisive human behavior, greed, and an intense hatred for the intelligence of peace. Intelligence is the only immortality. Intelligence is not born from the foods you eat or drink, nor is it born from the thoughts you think. Intelligence is a natural, living life force with no matter base. Intelligence is the first life form. Intelligence is a multidimensional life form that is not made of matter. Intelligence is made of energy. 
and this energy is multidimensional with no matter base. Intelligence is antimatter energy. Intelligence is an antimatter life force. Intelligence is antimatter energy that produces a multidimensional gravity force that protects the intelligent impulses that live in intelligent multidimensional energy waves that hold no matter base. All natural energies in the physical world are intelligent energies. Man does not invent natural energy. The multidimensional intelligent antimatter life force creates all natural energies. The multidimensional intelligent antimatter life force creates the natural intelligent energy bodies of all of natural living creation. The wind is a natural intelligent energy body. The air is a natural intelligent energy body. Water is a natural intelligent energy body and so is soil. All of life is natural intelligent energy spun from the multidimensional antimatter intelligent energy of creation and all natural intelligent energy bodies interact with all other natural intelligent energy bodies on a multidimensional level. You see only the physical interaction when you look at two physical bodies interacting or you look at subatomic particles, atomic particles, molecules or cells. But each of these has a multidimensional intelligent antimatter body that is connected to all other multidimensional intelligent antimatter bodies and all are connected to the multidimensional universe of intelligent antimatter. All is mind and mind is all. It is only the invention of an individual perspective that thinks it is individual. And the invention of the individual is an anomaly, just as the invention of a human identity is an anomaly, just as the invention of a person is an anomaly. There is no identification, no class distinction, and no categorical classifications within the antimatter multidimensional intelligent energy of creation. Intelligence holds more dimensions than man is willing to accept or acknowledge simply because man chooses to believe he is the creator of all intelligence. But creation is a science much more sophisticated than man could ever invent. Man invents only the artificial. The intelligence of creation creates the natural. In order to understand immortality, you must understand intelligence because intelligence is the only immortal life form there is no other. Without intelligence, there is no life. Stupidity and ignorance are not responsible for your life force or the capabilities you hold to heal and to think. Intelligence is a creator and it is not human, yet it created you and gave you the ability to think you are a creator. But your ability to think does not make you equal to intelligence. For intelligence is the highest potential of all possibilities and you are only one possibility and your ability to think is only one possibility 
and the result of your thoughts reveals the lowest potential that is not intelligence at all. And in producing what is not intelligent, you prove you are not equal to intelligence. The truth is often painful, and this is why man avoids it. His ego cannot bear it, and the ego is also not intelligent. Think fast now, because you want to respond to prove your intelligence. You cannot draw from ignorance, ego, impulse, or self-serving point of view. You can also not use any of your human programming because none of these things are intelligent. So how do you answer? How can you reply? When your actions and your thoughts both reveal a lack of intelligence, what is left? Denial is not intelligence. Choice ignorance is not intelligence. It is better to throw out all non-intelligence and start again. Man looks to outer space to give him answers, but even the matter in outer space is natural multidimensional intelligent energy. Man can only give his opinion on matter. He cannot analyze the other dimensions because he does not accept there are other dimensions. He limits his thinking solely to the dimension of his flesh. He holds no knowledge of the origins of the flesh. He only guesses about the end result and guesswork is not the work of intelligence. Intelligence is the only holder of intelligence. And in order to investigate intelligence, you must pursue intelligence, not matter. In order to pursue intelligence, you must use your mind. And you cannot use your mind if it is closed. A closed mind does not operate intelligently. It cannot. There are no windows open to allow it to see the truth. A closed mind can only invent information that is equally closed to all truth. Invented information is the sum of human thoughts, perspectives, opinions, ideas, plans, goals, and their opinions about the flesh world and their bodies. As all human information is focused on human opinion from human perception, with the majority's perception considered the truth. So human truth is still only human opinion. Intelligence holds no human perception, nor is there a human identity to perceive intelligence. Intelligence holds no human presence. Intelligence is a natural, living, multidimensional life force, all its own, that created all of living matter, including the organic shell that man causes his human body. There is not one natural, living, intelligent matter creation that came from non-intelligence. Intelligence created all natural, living, intelligent life forms. Intelligence precedes matter creation, and intelligence lives after the death of all matter creation. Intelligence is the only immortality. All of human invention takes place around human opinions about intelligence. But as humans do not utilize intelligence to understand intelligence, so they cannot comprehend intelligence. Humans attempt to capture, control, and command intelligence. And this alone is an indication that they do not understand intelligence. They can only invent theories about intelligence and in futility imagine that they are the sole source of intelligence. But man is alien to intelligence. He is in constant pursuit of something he cannot fathom because it is not equal to his flesh. Yet it created his flesh. While man's interest is only in domination and subjugation in order to enforce self-service, he will never know intelligence because intelligence does not serve. Intelligence is not a slave that can be commanded. Intelligence has no self. Intelligence must be matched, impulse for impulse, and then intelligence will meet intelligence on equal terms, 
and intelligence will know intelligence on equal levels. But man isn't interested in equality. Man is interested in inventing divisions and exclusions. Man is interested in dominating all others so he can be his own imaginary god in control of all others. This isn't intelligent thinking. It's unbalanced thinking. The unbalanced mind has no hope of knowing intelligence. It is not equal to intelligence. Man is the proverbial thief that ransacks the house that intelligence built in order to learn its secrets. But all he does is destroy the house. The house is a metaphor for the natural intelligent planet Earth that intelligence created. And when man ransacks the physical universe, leaving his pollution behind him on the moon, he is also just ransacking what intelligence created. Destroying the matter produced by intelligence does not draw intelligence out to do battle with you. This is human thinking. Humans do battle. Intelligence is not human. Intelligence is superior to humans and human thinking. Intelligence is a multi-dimensional life force. You cannot harm any intelligent dimension, nor can you harm the intelligent life force. Your erratic behavior and your childish tantrums and incessant bullying demands all fall on deaf ears. There is no person in intelligence to hear you or care about you. Intelligence is a multi-dimensional life force empty of human presence, human identity, and human information. Intelligence is a multi-dimensional life force full of intelligence and nothing else. Intelligence is the creator and the fuel of all natural organic life, from the heavenly bodies in the physical universe to the earth and her environment, ecological systems, and all of her life kingdoms. As long as you stand outside, you remain outside by choice. And while you are outside, so you will always be in the chaos of unfulfilled longings and leanings, because you are not whole. You severed the cord to wholeness when you chose to be separate and individual. The individual is only a fragment, lost in the reflection of its own delusional appearance and its opinions about itself. It is without a lifeline, so it is lost in the emptiness of nothing, drifting and fermenting in the metaphorical gastric juices of its self-inflicted madness, while the wholeness of intelligence is still creating multidimensional worlds of intelligent natural life that man will never know. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.